Do you want to make sure that you never do something truly regrettable with your podcast? To make sure that even if something gets a little bit messed up, you can always recover? If so, this is for you. What's happening, podcasters? I'm Brian Ensminger with episode 12 of 1000 Podcasters, where I'm on a journey to personally help 1000 podcasters launch, improve, and sustain their shows. Let's face it. Launching a show can be scary. There's a lot to learn, and there are almost certainly mistakes to be made along the way. That's part of how we grow, but if you want to make sure that none of these decisions are regrettable, this is for you. And I'm going to share with you a little bit about my story and how how things happened for me. When I was getting started as a podcaster five years ago, I knew that there was a lot that I didn't know. I, I did have a background in some audio production, but I'd never done podcasting. I'd been blogging and I kind of knew my way around a website, but I'd never podcasted. And I'm, I think I might have even made a video, but there's a, there's a good chance I hadn't actually done that. But I, I knew that I had a lot to learn, even though I had... What I felt was a foundation to build on, I knew that there was a lot to learn, and I wanted to do it right. I knew that I might not get it 100% right, but I was concerned that I might somehow make what I'll call a regrettable mistake, something that I couldn't really recover from, or maybe something that would ruin my credibility, or something that if I did it that way, I was basically going to be hamstrung for the rest of my podcast because of that because of that mistake. Some mistakes can cost us a little bit of time or money. Some of them, of course, cost could cost a lot of time and money. But I was on a limited budget and I had limited time. So I didn't really want to make a mistake that cost me a little bit of time or money to be sure. But my real concern was what if there's a decision that costs so much that it could potentially kill the whole thing, that it could make it impossible for me to continue. So I was concerned that that might happen because I didn't want that to be my legacy, to start a podcast and fail a couple of days or a couple of weeks into it because I'd made a bad decision. So to make sure that I could minimize some of that, I found a guide. I found a podcaster who is a couple of years ahead of me. I don't remember exactly how long he'd been podcasting at the time, and he's since stopped producing that show, but he had been a podcaster for a while, and he had a free online course, and free was the right price for me. So I went through his course, and there were some things that we went through that I did, but maybe I didn't get exactly right. For example, he wanted us to go through the process of developing an ideal listener or an avatar because I didn't have an audience. I didn't really know for sure. So I had to make some educated guesses and I'm not quite sure that I exactly nailed it, but because I went through that, I did have a stronger foundation to start with. Also, I followed somebody else's recommendation for a microphone, and that was a decision that did cost me a little bit of money, and it certainly cost me some quality for the first few months of my show because I didn't get that decision exactly right. There were also some things that he recommended that I probably would have done differently. For example, if he, he suggested that perhaps I would use Fiverr to get artwork for my show, and that's what I did. And I got okay artwork, but if I'm really honest, I'm not entirely sure that the person who developed that artwork didn't maybe steal a little bit of that design. So that's something that I wish would have been different. I also, because of his recommendation, I kind of split my podcast hosting. Now, this is going to get a little bit nerdy for you, but one of the things I did because of his recommendation is I used Libsyn which is a company that does media hosting for podcasters. I used them to host my file, and I could have also used them to create the feed that gets to gets submitted to the various podcast directories. But because of his recommendation, I actually used the Blueberry PowerPress 
plugin to do that portion of it. So I kind of split that thing up. The interesting thing is both Libsyn and Blueberry have the ability to do both all in one, but because of his recommendation, I did that separately. If I had it to do all over again, and in fact, I did do that with this show, I just had one one, one of those locations handle all of that. There were also some things that he recommended that were absolutely great. For example, he recommended that I make a list of all of the family and friends in my contact list who might potentially be interested in the show. And as I was getting closer to the show, make sure that they, I let them know that it was coming. And I think that because I did that, because I took the time to do that and to individually email every single person. I'm not talking about a bulk email here. I'm talking about individually emailing every person. I think that that helps set me up for some success and maybe got a few people to know about the show that might not have before. But because of because I followed his process, even though maybe I might do something different now five years later, I avoided making any truly regrettable or fatal mistakes. And he helped me get going and keep going. Now, you might be thinking, Brian, that's great for you, but what about me? So I want to also share a few things specific to you that might help you as, as you're working on your podcasting journey. The first one you may have picked up on, and that's this. Find a guide. If you're not quite sure what you're doing, find somebody to help you. I found a guide when I was getting started five years ago, and I would recommend that you do the same. Whether that's me or somebody else, find a guide. Second, always take the opportunity to own your own intellectual property and your own brand. And this might mean owning your own accounts for Apple Podcasts or Google Play or uh, Stitcher, any of those, making sure that you own the accounts that those are with, owning your RSS feed, which is the technical thing that delivers your content to all of the different places that people can get it. You want to own that. Whatever that means to you, you want to make sure that you own that. Possibly your own website. In fact, I recommend that you have your own website. So own your brand, own your intellectual property. Don't sign it away. Keep it. Number three, stay out of legal hot water. And I want to say that I'm not an attorney. I don't play one on TV. But if in doubt, probably not a good idea, especially when it comes to things like using copyrighted music or clips from TV or anything like that. Even reading a poem might be a problem. So if you're in, in doubt, check with an attorney before you do it. Just make sure that you always have the proper licensing to do everything. And this isn't just a legal thing. This is also a respect thing. You're a creator. You need to respect other creators too. That's just from me to you. Respect other creators and their intellectual property. And then finally, always treat your audience, your guests, and anyone else, any other company, any person that you use an example, always respect treat them with respect and dignity and do everything that you can to respect privacy when it's appropriate. I, I remember one time I had a guest on my show who was sharing her story and how it interacted with somebody else's story. And she even had permission from this person. This person was a former madam. She was a prostitute who has a, had other prostitutes and had gone through a transformation in her life and had been out of that. And she used the person's name and we talked about it and she felt that was appropriate. Later, she reached back out to me and said, Hey, I think that we should probably do pull this. And so we beeped out that person's name to respect her privacy. That's one of the things that you might want to consider doing. Always treat your audience, your guests, and anybody that you can with as much respect and dignity as possible on your show. 
I mentioned the idea of finding a guide, and that is something that I think is incredibly important. It's something that I did when I was getting started five years ago, and it's something that I continue to recommend because things change. If I went through the same thing that I did five years ago, some of the tools have changed. And one of the things I discover as I see people trying to piece together their own education from resources that are available on the internet, you know, sometimes those resources disagree with each other. Sometimes they're outdated. Sometimes they're incomplete. If you'd like to connect with somebody to help make sure that you don't make any regrettable decisions, I'd be glad to help you with that. If you're interested, go to toptieraudio.com to set up a free consultation. I'd be glad to talk to you about that and how I might be able to help you get your show going or perhaps improve your show and just try to avoid some regrettable decisions. If you found this valuable, and whether you're ready for a one-on-one consultation or not, maybe you want to level up your podcast quickly. I'd encourage you to consider the Christian Podcasters Summit. We won't necessarily go as deep and be as focused and specific on your show there because we simply can't do that, but you'll get more than what I would provide you with audio production tools. You'll also get things like how to build an email list and information about Twitter and social media and booking great guests and building a media kit. There's a whole bunch of stuff right there, and I'm also working on some giveaways to go with that if you use my affiliate link, which is at toptieraudio.com slash summit. These, the things I'm focused on are going to be around the audio production, helping you systematize and streamline your workflow and put the right tools in the right places so that you can come up with the workflow that works for you using the tools that you're comfortable with to get you the best possible result with the least amount of time to get that result. Now, full disclosure, I don't have anything available yet, but if you use my link, toptieraudio.com slash summit, I'll make sure that you have all of that available when it's ready. It's not going to cost you anything extra. It's just something that I want to throw in if you use my link to go to the summit right there. If you like this show, make sure that you subscribe if you haven't already using your favorite podcast app, and then tell all of your friends to stop by 1000podcasters.com and do the same. Thanks again. Now go out there and make a great podcast.